What is up, everybody? This is Trey Wynn, and welcome back to another edition of Chat 10 Sports, where we're talking all things Tennessee sports and everything in between. Make sure to check us out at chat10sports.com to find all of our most recent articles, podcast feeds, and social media pages as well. But without further ado, lock it in and enjoy the podcast. It's tough. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. What's going on, boys? Thanks hey. for joining. Dude, the gang's back together. I'm so happy. Yeah. It's been a while. The boys. <laughs> yeah. I, thought about, I thought about trying to find some way to play the boys are back in town, but I'm not that tech savvy. I can probably put it in before, but. Yeah, I did the intro. Yeah, Kibby, we're just uh, we're just talking about the outline. I don't know if you have it pulled up or anything, but um, yeah, for everybody listening, we're going to jump right into this thing and rock and roll with it, talking some Braves tonight. A little bit of Titans, and then, of course, NBA free agency in no particular order. Um, but obviously, I've been out. We just had our third baby. Kurt just bought a house. Chase is just batching it and living it up for us who can't live it up yeah, and dude. batch it up. How's it been going, Chase? I mean, I, y- y'all's last two episodes were fantastic. Yeah, man, it was great. Like, I got to – I got. To, it was kind of nice to have my boys come in, Nick and Jerem, you know, come in and fill in for you two cats while you're big-time life situations are going on so adulting yeah, man, it, was fun. it was fun you know it was the nba finals and free agency and a couple little things here and there so it's kind of nice to have some filler time so for sure yeah well shout out to those guys for jumping in and filling in while we were being adults and Jay, uh, i mean kurt kurt's moving in kurt i know i saw you yesterday at amanda's birthday party my wife's birthday party but uh how did uh how's it going over there man all is well, man. Uh, got uh, got some furniture this past weekend. That's good. Um, Big boy stuff. Waiting on some more furniture, but yeah, we're <laughs> we're, we're settled in. Um, every, everything's out of boxes and where it belongs, and uh, you know, dude, just uh, enjoying the shorter commute to work. To be honest, that's for dude, sure. You, I saw you. You got to go back home during lunch today. Yeah, I go. I could go back home every day, but I, I'm gonna quit that because that's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would save money, like you know, maybe maybe more time than money, making your own lunch at home during your lunch break. I couldn't imagine what that would be like. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, man, yeah. it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Thanks. A big shout out to uh, Chase's cousin, Ashley Lawrence at uh, Berkshire Hathaway for hooking it up, man. Uh, we everything was super simple, easy. It was way easier than it should have been, and I'm just grateful and and blessed, man. So, I'm a homeowner. What can I say? That's Big boy. Awesome. Congrats, brother man. I uh, I'm obviously like six months ahead of you <laughs> in that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the six room. Also, <laughs> yeah, I was like, also three children ahead of me. And I don't plan on catching up on those just anytime soon. Yeah. So yeah, well, uh-huh. Kurt time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna let you guys catch up now that I'm I've been have my wings clipped. <laughs> get that, yeah. get that uh <laughs> Lead lead start out of the way for you, but but yeah, for everybody listening, welcome in. The boys are back. The chat ten sports. Uh, we're gonna be jumping straight in, guys. Obviously, I'm gonna go th- with uh, some NBA free agency because obviously, oh, it's it's funny because as good as the regular season is, it just spikes during free agency for the NBA. All the drama. It's better than The Bachelor. Better than Game of Thrones because <laughs> Game of Thrones kind of fizzled out a little bit, but. Guys, obviously, Hawks, Grizzlies, um, I mean, who didn't, you know, make a big headline? Clippers are, are a threat now in the, uh, in the West. 
uh, if I'm if I'm saying that right. And of course, the Lakers are getting better with LeBron and AD out there. Um, but I'm going to just toss this thing open. Obviously, you guys are more the gurus with the NBA, and I'll, I'll chime in with some some ignorant NBA fan questions. But, <laughs> but who's uh, who's the favorite now? I mean, there's I know there's quite a few teams, but who do you, who do you really see in the finals this next year? In the finals. I mean, yeah, just really pushing for the championship, I should say. I mean, yeah. finals or not. but There's honestly six teams, I believe, that can win it. And that's crazy to think about. I mean, everybody's like, well, you know, there's been parity, but there's usually like three, maybe four teams. Most of the time, in the last, what, five, six years, we've been Cavs and yeah. – Who's playing the Warriors? Warriors. Yeah, who's playing the Warriors and which team's LeBron on? So, yeah. that's been since since the Miami thing. So, now it's just kind of like – uh, for me, I think your NBA Finals, and this is like uh, – it could be three or four teams in the West. And then I think Philly has, a, has the best starting five overall. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. And then and then probably the Clippers. But, man, I don't know. Lakers are so freaking good that who knows? Like, I, you know, it's LeBron James and AD. Yeah. KB, what, what are your thoughts on – who's your two Finals guys? Man, I think – honestly – I think it's hard to count Boston out with Kimba. Um, I think, you know, Clippers are a good pick in the West, but my my dark horse, and I don't think it's any, really a surprise or a dark horse, honestly. Everybody's calling for it. But but Utah, I think Utah out yeah. West, um, they've really – they stole my boy Mike Conley from the Grizzlies. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it, though, man. He had more than paid his dues in Grind City, and uh, I'm glad he got to go play for a contender like – like his buddy Mark did this past season, and hopefully, I was going to uh, say, Kurt, hopefully he comes you back imagine? with a ring. I would love, yeah. nothing more than for Mike Connolly to get a ring with Utah next year. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. if Gasol got a ring with Toronto, and then Connolly turns around and gets one with the Jazz, or at least oh, competes for one. It's like, I would love nothing oh, more, man. man. It's nothing but love between Grizzlies fans and those two, man. <clears> those guys put in the yeah, sure. They saw some some low times and some high times, and you know. Uh, both mm-hmm. of them literally grew up in Memphis um, as 19, 20-year-old kids coming to, you know, what isn't uh, – I know news newsflash here, a, a huge destination city for an NBA player. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so for them two to just stick it out and just grind away and, and really build that franchise, um, nothing but love for them. But, uh, Chase, what, what, is, what have the Atlanta Hawks done lately? Let's start there. Tell me, have, tell me draft, tell me trades. I want to, I mean, I, we were trying to catch I was trying to catch up today because I saw the <laughs> Jamari Parker thing come through. Um, yeah. We're, we are that, we're, we're doing so well, I think, with our draft picks. I think uh, most of our kids are 18 to 20. I think we've yeah. got two guys. He's that said drink kids. Team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 18 yeah. to 20 years old. And these guys can't even drink yet. They're out in Vegas playing and none of them can go out and do anything. Um, but it's it's crazy to me that we are we have so many assets that are so young that we just drafted, but we are also kind of nice to have for other teams. We're we're a big cap dump team, you know. You're welcome for taking Chandler Parsons. No, um, man. God, <laughs> so happy. I can tell you're heartbroken that we took him away from you. Uh, Memphis mourned for several yeah. seconds. You yeah, know. more. That's that's not the exact one I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. like twelve bars did free shots. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a lot of money, and we appreciate it. And I hope he gets all of like seven minutes a game for you guys. Like yeah, he got- he, 
Like it's just the it's just the cap dump, and we're just clearing a roster spot. Uh, that's all that one was. Was we gave you yeah. two contracts with his same money, and yeah. we wanted. Hopefully, that contract winds up being a slot open for Vince Carr to come back. So yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. It's like if we have to take on crappy old Chandler Parsons, yeah. to get Vince back. I I'll think, take it. I think Chandler made over a million dollars per game played with with uh, with the Grizzlies. I, I, don't, I don't have the stat in front of me, but it was atrocious oh <laughs> what he got paid like per per point scored and thirty two thousand thirty two thousand point thirty two thousand dollars a point or something like is that, that or a minute? something like that yeah or it was crazy played. yeah 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 <laughs> that was a uh that was the last big free agency summer and and uh the old regime uh the Grizzlies have kind of changed their front office and coaching staff uh they rolled the dice on that one and ooh. They they bit hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me I'm, let me jump in ahead. here for just a second. I know we talked about it, Kurt. Like it seems like the Grizzlies are becoming more and more active. And this is from a kid who grew up in Nashville. I've been in, in you know, you, you, y'all know, out in East Tennessee since 2010. But the Grizzlies seem like they were super active. Obviously with Dylan Gasol, dealing Mike Conley out, and then obviously John Morant's come in, and they've made some. Some moves, obviously. I know, Kurt, you wanted to talk about it as well, which I guess we can kind of segue into it. But, uh, you know, Iguodala coming in and Dwight Howard coming in as well. Um, yeah, what temporarily. Do you think, yeah, I mean, what do you think is going to happen there? I'm, I'm sure it's some type of dump. But, so but, so I, I, I put a link on, on the outline here to this commercial appeal article that's, that's perfect. Uh, we got the new coach. I'm just going to run you through a timeline really quick. Taylor Jenkins hired. He's a coach bud guy. Uh, Trey – I mean, uh, Chase knows all about that. He was in Atlanta for a while. And um, a great basketball mind. Um, So there's a great hire for the Grizzlies. Great get. Uh, Next thing you know, Mike Connolly's out. In come Allen, Corver, Crowder, the 23rd pick, which turned into Clark. Um, And, you know, out goes Connolly. Uh, All those are great. Uh, Corver's already been dealt. Allen and Crowder, I believe, are here to stay, and I think Crowder could be a starter for them to start the season. Um, mm-hmm. First pick ever, or the second overall pick, obviously, John Morant. Uh, second pick was Brandon Clark. Um, Tyler Dorsey left. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not, yeah. really, not really that into him. Um, <clears throat> but uh, they re-signed uh, Jonas Valanciunas, which is, I think is the biggest part of the offseason for them. Uh, lock down a good star center to mm-hmm. uh, allow Jaron Jackson room to grow and not have to do so much right off the bat. Um, Iguodala comes in for what ended up being Julian Washburn, um, but I think he's on the way out, if I'm understanding it correctly. Um, yeah, they're trying to shop him to see what, what all they can get. I don't think he's too good to buy out. Yeah. You're going to get something back. Some some team, I right? Mean, you've got somebody five wants to contenders. Contend. Yeah, somebody wants yeah. to contend, and the, he he can sign a vet minimum and and play for a contender, and it'll be a win win. Miles um, Plumley, Solomon Hill came in for the Chandler Parsons trade, as we spoke about. Um, Solomon Hill is going to be a, a contributor off the bench. He's just a good big body forward. Um, but and they announced those guys today officially, I believe, from all the social yeah. media platforms. Mm-hmm. Is, is they signed him. Um, yeah. So Corver and Javon Carter got sent to Phoenix for Josh Jackson, who was uh, two years ago, I believe, the fourth overall pick out of Kansas. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, it, to me, is the most intriguing move of the offseason. 
Um, he has yet to reach any kind of a potential with the Suns, call it what you will. Um, I think a new start for him will be huge. I don't know anything about DeAnthony Melton. I'm just being honest. Um, yeah. And then Dwight Howard comes in for C.J. Miles. Um, but I don't know that he's staying either. Another one of those veteran guys that's probably going to want to go play for somebody that's about to win a ring. Um, yeah. Avery, Avery Bradley signed with the Lakers today. Um, Daylon rides out who I was really hoping would stay, but we got, we got two future second round picks out of it. So basically yeah. the Grizzlies have gotten just like the Hawks younger, deeper, and we got picks to go on the next few years too. Um, yeah, we're not as good teams as the, that are really as the Hawks yet. I, I don't think, um, starting, starting lineup wise, I don't know what y'all are looking like, but I think it's just a, a smidge above what we, where we are at, but. Um, both teams are, are headed in the right direction. I mean, they're ready to build statues in Memphis already yeah. at this front office. Um, <laughs> That's great. I, it's just, you know, it's been so long overdue. Kept hearing about the blow up and rebuild with the Mike and Mark, and it finally came about this year. And, um, you know, it's there's a good job with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Both, te- both teams, like, it's, it's that blueprint. They followed it and they nailed it. Yep. Like you said, I don't know how many picks you guys got this year, but I feel like there's a ton of second rounders and a few first and same with us. And it's just, we take on all these expiring contracts and just load up. And it's been wonderful because you're like, Hey, if you look at the long game with both teams, these smaller markets, quote air quotes, uh, I know you guys are a small market as far as that goes, but still, I mean, with the media way it is today, it's everybody can be famous in whatever market they're in. So Right, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic for both teams lining up, you know, up until twenty twenty three. Who do you see starting for the Hawks? Um, I think it's gonna be Trey. I think Hunter winds up starting. Okay, the two. Um, uh, Red Mamba, Kevin Herter, <laughs> um, Collins and Lynn, and then I think Reddish and uh, yeah. Reddish may. It'll be a couple of years, I think. I mean, he's going to play a lot of backup point from what Coach was talking about last night. Oh, wow. I was I was, yeah, I was watching the Summer League game, and he's got it. He really does. Like, if he just that's cool gets an attack mode mindset, he can really do – Do you also have Evan and, Turner? Yeah, but he'll be okay. he'll be out after he's next also, year. Uh, he'll be out after next year. But yeah, he could, this he, year – I know he's a small in. forward that plays backup point. Weird, but yeah. That's um, – but it's a good veteran presence, kind of like Vince Carter. That's kind of my mm-hmm. hope for Jay Crowder and Memphis um, is to have s- still somebody that's been around that can groom these young guys because obviously the talent at Memphis is very young. Um, yeah. Uh, Jaron Jackson's going to be, I think, 20 uh, to start the year, uh, as is um, John Morant. So a lot to look yeah. forward to in Memphis. I, the, the kid, I mean – uh, out of Gonzaga, Clark, Brandon Clark has oh, got yeah. springs in his feet. I'm excited. He can play the three and the four. Um, so that gives us a little versatility, but I'm excited to see his ceiling because I think at the end of the day, like we traded for that 23rd pick. Um, it was just kind of a bonus on that trade. Um, and so to get a second round first pick or a second first round pick, was huge considering we didn't have any second round picks this year. So, yeah. 
Eve's Pons is terrified every time that guy comes on television. I don't know if y'all remember the Gonzaga game when <laughs> Pons went up two-handed on Clark and he literally volleyball spiked it. It was one of the nastiest blocks, especially like considering considering the situation of East Pons' athleticism and Brandon Clark. And I mean, it's just like I, Pons it literally shakes in his boots whenever he sees him on television. Pons so. will get there, dude. He's been working out with the right folks. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm happy to see where he goes this year too. Um, yeah. It's been a tough off season for the old but, ball, basketballs. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, honestly, who wins this free agency? Uh, everyone, any NBA fan has won. Uh, yeah, we broke we broke up uh, the Golden State Warriors. Finally, KD went and did his own thing out in Brooklyn. It seems. I mean, look out for Brooklyn too. Um, yeah, next year I guess They're gonna when, be nice. when, when Durant comes back. Did they end up getting yeah. DeAndre Jordan too? Yeah, is that, yeah, is that ink. That's all funneled. Okay. Yeah, um, they they the two took less money, so you get ten million dollars a year to be a mediocre center. He's really falling <laughs> off compared to what he once was. And I was like, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan's getting paid ten million dollars? Like, are you kidding me? I, I mean, he, you know, he can't teach. He doesn't have the hops he used to, but he still can play no. defense. He'll play. He'll, and you know, it's it's kind of I'm sure, you know, it's tough to play for meh teams. Yeah, be motivated, but he'll be he's playing with his buddies now, so it'll be nice. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be better. Kawhi, what do you think? What do you guys think about that? Y'all happy with the Clippers? I don't think I could be. I mean, other than staying in Toronto, that would be the ideal place that I wanted him to go anywhere but uh, the Lakers. Anything I guess. that that puts Drake's seat, uh, butt in a seat, I'm happy with. <laughs> I just I just don't want to see him on this team anymore. And by the way, I've got this pulled up. Um, Let's see here. Warriors acquire Amari Spillman from Atlanta. This is just breaking on uh, Bleacher Report. Damian yeah, Jones Chubby in Lumpkins. a draft pick. Chubby um, Lumpkins came in out of shape at the at the summer league. Spillman. Like, <laughs> Spillman. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like Spillman. He is pretty yeah. chunky. The photo they have but, up is pretty pretty big. He, he, like you're in your second summer league, and that means hey, pick it up. Yeah. Don't come in out <laughs> of shape. Or go play in Europe. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not – don't give me the round as a shape argument, okay? Spellman. 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 You play basketball for a living, bro. Go run a couple sprints. Stop <laughs> yeah. going – not. don't run to freaking Bojangles. Yeah, know, man. I get it. Well, this oh, is nah. something, too, coming up. But Russ uh, – you know, West, Russ Westbrook says yeah. he's open to trading to the Heat, which is cool. But to answer your question, it could be as far as, like, Kawhi. And, again, I've said this hundreds of times on Chat 10 Sports – I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but that type of move for Kawhi to not go to the Lakers and for there not to be this mega four or five-headed team or five-headed monster, I should say. It's like it's like Space Jam before it comes out, Space Jam 2. Um, but I think it's better for the NBA just for views, for – because, I mean, everyone knows, like, when, when we were kids, the NBA was, I mean, at its probably all-time best yeah. as far as viewership, championships were there. I mean, I remember last year, and this was something right after the finals, the actual viewership was almost like nine or ten points higher than what it was in 1994, five, six, whatever it was. And it was, you know, down so much this last year. But I think if you have, you know, these the split-ups of these mega teams, I think it's been a good run. But I hope Adam Silver can, you know, not force anything to happen, but kind of steer the boat in that direction just to make the NBA more watchable and more, I guess, more interesting than just one team dominating for so so many uh, yeah. games. 
Yeah, I mean, there's going to be so many good matchups. I mean, that's the thing is everybody kind of knows, like, hey, I like to watch the the Warriors versus so-and-so team, you know, the Clippers last year. It's like, okay, yeah, that's a cool series, but, yeah, yeah. and they won one game. But you know they're going to still win four games, and it's not yeah. even close. But this year, Warriors, let's say they wind up being a sixth seed and Clay comes back in late March. What a terrible six seed if you're if you wind up being <laughs> let's say Utah gets that third seed. Yeah. Like, oh great. Two of the best teams in the league are gonna have to face off and they're out in the first round. It's like dad gum, yeah. dude. Like this is gonna be awesome parody is, throughout the playoffs. What is the deal? I, like people talked about Russ Westbrook losing a step. Like I I haven't seen it, man. I know he's getting older, but like and he is like he has the Derrick Rose disease where he's uh of you know, he depends on his physicality, his athleticism to score um but i think i still think he's a top 10 player in the league and people are i don't know it's just since this miami trade rumor came out that people started i heard this for the first time what about i mean you you heard anybody saying that the rest has lost a step because i don't think so personally um, i'll take this question well, chase no i'm just kidding fire away brother you got it bro I'll, i believe in you I was no, I was ready for the I was ready for the trade win answer. <laughs> just like turns into Rain Man and just like goes off. Great What's trade. The, uh, no, I know, just... it, I know in old in old school, you know, you go over or he's like he just starts answering the question, just drops the knowledge on us, like, all these stats. That would be awesome. Um but with Russ, I've always I've never been a huge Russ fan. And I mean I I, I, I admire the skill level and the athleticism. He's so much fun to watch, but He's a horrendous teammate. Uh, it just mm-hmm. it just seems yeah. like he never helps develop these guys. Like, look at Victor Oladipo is his best example. It's like, man, you had this guy that was he was shooting less than thirty percent from three, and and then he goes to Indiana, he goes to Indianapolis, and turns into this you know most improved player of the year, top five MVP candidate that year. It's like, wow, you had that on your team literally last year. Yeah, you just you <laughs> sunk him. Nobody wants to play with you. Everybody wants to get traded out. Uh, I mean, I, I I get he. Everybody's like, well, he you know, gets ten assists a game, but he also has fourth quarters where he shoots like 10, 20, two for twenty and doesn't pass you the ball. Especially if you're Paul George, where you're a, he was number three or four in the MVP voting last year. You know, it's like this. You have one of the best players on the planet. Your top six, seven players in the, on the planet, and you don't give him the ball in crunch time or yeah. You know, you have to take your shots. No, I think, that's more I think that's he's toxic. Not. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I you know, obviously it would be great on the Grizzlies, but, you know, yeah. Uh, honestly, <laughs> like, you know, he's had issues, I feel like, getting along, for lack of a better word, with other people. Uh, he doesn't play well with others, you know? It, it yeah. just, uh, he's a ball dominant guy, and I know that doesn't translate well with a lot of players. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if you pair him and Jimmy Butler to up down there in Miami, like, Look out. Um, yeah. It's Especially it should, the East. It should be good. It, I love free agency, man. It's been such a good free agency this time around. Um, Dude, pop that popcorn. It's been a show. It's been a lot of fun for awesome. me. Like, I was going to say, too, and this is, you know, I don't know if they're contending for playoffs or finals or anything like that, but the Pelicans are going to be really fun to watch. Obviously, with Zion, he's mm-hmm. turning heads in summer league, but he's one guy, like, Obviously, I think LeBron's getting older. There's some other guys that can do this, but Zion, his draft, like the night that he had, just as far as his like, e- not, no ego. I mean, his whole reputation, 
even again for me and other people who are not huge NBA fans to see him like with his mom first overall pick he's like I never thought I would be here of course like I'm sure people have told him his whole life you're going to be a first overall pick but he stayed yeah. humble you got to love a guy like that and I'm, there's plenty of dudes that have that mo that type of you know humility but for his abilities with that like you cannot but help but love a guy like that but i mean mm-hmm. for them to get everything they got for ad um and then they've had other moves as well but i think the pelicans would be fun to watch. yeah yeah and it's just again i think it's it's good for the nba because the nba has been bogged down by the warriors and lebron and i mean there's a couple sparks in the pan here and there but yeah it'll be just, i think it'll be for me just fun to watch it feels like the league yeah. has turned the corner this off season. And in so many ways, I just feel like it's going to be so much fun to watch next year. Um, yeah. But y'all see, y'all, y'all catch any of the Women's World Cup? I, I watched about 40 minutes of it on either side of halftime. Uh, I, you know, I didn't watch any of the World <laughs> Women's World Cup leading up to it. I don't um, particularly like I didn't see the soccer, but um, <laughs> um, it, it was just, I don't know. To me, top five swag in the world is the u.s women's national team i mean absolutely that's been part of the fun watching it to me is just them not only being the best in the world but like flaunting it knowing (laughs) knowing it yeah and i mean all especially like all and they they pumped it up and i know rapino got a lot of crap but you talk about backing it up dude yeah yeah I, i know like i don't agree with some of the stuff she does and that's you know Everybody's going to be different. We're not going to have the same opinions. But damn, dude, talk about backing it up in every aspect. Goes on this little ramp against old Donald and then comes out and puts on a a three-score goal game. You know, it's like, holy crap, dude. Yeah. It's impressive. That's Yeah, they're next level, man. It's crazy to watch. I don't yeah. see it being a thing where she's spoken out against Donald Trump, but not to take this conversation just straight political. But no. if they don't want to go, like it's it is a respect thing, and I'm sure other people have their opinions as far as, hey, it's the it's the office that you need to respect. But frankly, like that team seems so united that they like you know if one if one does not want to go, who knows what could happen? I'm, yeah. I'm not even concerned about that. No, again, not even to try and like bring that up in the light of their victory, but it's one of those things like. The ma- I watched the the semi or the, maybe the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and they were just oh. like, I love soccer, especially World Cup soccer. That's like, yeah, the only soccer I'll watch. But it's one of those things that maybe some you know Chattanooga Football Club. Shout out to those guys, local guys. But um, but I didn't get a chance to watch the final. It's just kind of like they've been dominating since the, the first round. They won what thirteen to nothing or something, thirteen <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to one. But uh, they got it done. I mean, it was. You know, I saw some tweets about it, and uh, yeah, I think Rapino. I, I, I don't care what cloth you're cut from, what you you know, what your lifestyle is. I think she, I think the whole team does a great job of just representing the country. And uh, again, not to get political, but not everyone can say that in in, in 2019. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I, I, I usually nerd out pretty hard on the on the men's World Cup. I, you know, call it sexist. I just don't watch much yeah. women's soccer. Um, but yeah, you know, you got to tune in at least every time the women's uh, win, the women win a, a gold medal or a cup or something. It was, you know, it's just like which tournament are they winning next? What group of yeah. young players are going to come up and continue to dominate? It's it's kind of a, I mean, 
it's unprecedented, honestly. Um, yeah. At that level, to have such a dominance for so long, and um, it, it was it's cool to watch. Uh, soccer's good soccer, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know eight... the guys played last night against Mexico too. But, uh, uh, tough one. Yeah, tough yeah. loss, but. It, I guess my point in bringing that up is the fact that, like, I, I expect the women's team just to dominate and win. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to tune in necessarily and just watch every single minute. But last time I did watch some of that match. I don't know why it came on so late. You know, I'm, I'm right. sure it's obviously on, on North America somewhere, Central America included. But like, it was yeah. a, it was fun to watch. You know, it was zero zero for the points that I did see. But it was one of those things like. Again, U.S. women's team has been so dominant that I'm almost intrigued to watch the men more just for the sake of actual actual competition. Man, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, the, the it men's was, it was yeah, a have some players. The men have some they guys, have some good some talent, good guys in the pipeline that are just now starting to play club ball. And um, you know, I, I know they didn't make the World Cup this time around, which was kind of an embarrassment. But um, you know, look for them moving forward to be a threat that they haven't really ever been. Um, it's kind of exciting that that the U.S. is is starting to catch on to the whole soccer deal. As a a soccer player, you know, I grew up loving soccer, but um, I could count on one hand the number of my friends that could, could name you any rule of soccer or any player or <laughs> you know. Everyone just says he's offsides. He's offsides. It's it's yeah. offsides. <laughs> yeah, trying to it's explain. Not <laughs> trying to explain to my uncle and my aunt and uncle what offsides is. It's yeah, pretty tough. Like because my little yeah. cousin plays yeah. soccer. It's like, man, this is brittle to watch. But uh, my buddy used to come to my games and yell backcourt constantly. <laughs> backcourt. <laughs> He's like, you're you gonna do that. So you know, I get it. It's it's a weird sport, but I'm glad it's finally catching on. Uh, speaking of other sports, man, MLB home run derby tonight. Uh, your boy, yeah, I've Ronald got it pulled Acuna. up right now. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, uh, Acuna is in there. Uh, Going to be swinging it. Um, I'm rooting, obviously, for Acuna, but also for Vlad Jr. Uh, I love Vlad. Vladimir Guerrero was one of my favorite baseball players growing up, and his son's swing looks just like his. It is dude uncanny. Him and Fernando Tatis, his little boy, Fernando Tatis Jr., they're both juniors, but they both play just like their dads and look just like their dads. It's 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 fun to watch, you know. I, I guess I'm I'm 30 now, so it's I, I've seen both <laughs> both generations of that family play and. and it's man, we're, we're we're blessed right now in the MLB as well. Um, That's exactly what I was going to say, dude. It's like the MLB. Maybe maybe it's just the Braves being you know back in contention. Yeah. Obviously, they're in first place, which I don't think any of us would have guessed prior to the season starting. But yeah, dude, Vlad Jr. He, there was a Instagram or Twitter video going around of him just jacking some balls and some warm up and holy some moonshots, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolute moonshots, like shots, straight dude. cannons, man. And like, I'm like, all right, because here's the thing: when we were growing up, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, King Griffey Jr., right, it was all runs. about home runs. Yep. Yeah, and now these are the guys. You know, some of these names. I mean, obviously Alonzo Bell, Guerrero, you know, Bregman, Peterson, Santana. These are guys that can jack it, but. I'm loving that you just have those straight up gunshot, like shotgun blasts out of a cannon yeah. uh, type home run hitters. And it's, it, this is the first time probably I'm, I'm serious, probably in 10 years I've watched the home run derby. Right. Oh, really? See, it's always one of those things like it, it, that was something that, that's probably, I, I look forward to all-star weekend in basketball somewhat, but the, the home run derby is, I mean, baseball's all-star weekends by far the best to me. 
I mean, I know mm-hmm. some people may disagree, but it's always been like I've looked up. I guess it was a, such a kid thing for most of us. You know, we all grew up at least trying to play baseball and Dizzy D and all our friends did and watch, especially having the Marks and the Sammies and all those guys come up and just watching these guys just hit bombs, hit dingers, if you will. So, uh, hit yeah, it's, dingers, baby. Hit dingers, baby. Dude, but dude, and yeah, Vlad, it's always been something I look forward to. Vlad, like growing up, like the strongest hands, like the biggest forearms yeah. of any man I've ever seen, like, any, uh, I forget what the stat was on his bat, but basically no one swings a heavier bat than Vlad Guerrero did, and he did all the way until he was like 40 and still in the league just demolishing baseballs. <laughs> yep. It's like, what are you drinking? What did, what kind of a super child did you make? Uh, I mean, I just wanted – I can't wait to see him and, and Tatis uh, Jr. just taking over the league like Acuna's done. Um, Braves, speaking of. Uh, I saw on the outline here you said that they're interested in Bumgarner. I yep. I'm kind of like just no. I mean I I I know he's like a really great arm. Yeah, I just don't even know if they <laughs> need to go out. And, I don't even know if they need to make that move. Honestly, like Keiko was the yeah. big signing. Uh, pitching wise, they didn't sign one in the bullpen, um, but. Yeah, I just I don't I don't think that's a stretch. I you know if he comes good, we got a great solid rotation. We already have a great rotate a good rotation that would make it a great rotation. Um, See, but, that's that's my big thing with the Dodgers right now. Like the Dodgers, obviously in power rankings, it's them, Yankees, Astros. I forget who's at the four spot, but I know Braves are at the five. But I'm just thinking of last year where it's like the distinction between top-level pitching mm-hmm. and what the Braves had. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was just such a distant – like just the gap was so big. And it's like – I don't know, you know, y'all are probably more knowledgeable about these pitchers individually, but just like if this guy can throw and he can throw heat and, you know. Yeah. I know Soroka is obviously – speaking to all-stars, he's made that cut. But it's like, man – yeah. Swarzak's been good. Luke Jackson's been kind of all over the place, which we saw Kibby yesterday watching live. Oh, my gosh. Charlie Culberson. Holy oh. shnikes, dude. Oh, my that, gosh. Charlie. That was incredible. So, it's like they have the they have the talent in the field. It's just like, God, yeah. please. Can the bullpen that's why I'm, together. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping like a pitcher can come in and just take him over that next yeah. step because, you know, I was looking at their record in the last, like, 10 games, and it's always – it's been two wins and a loss and then two more wins – with a loss and it's like this pattern, but I don't know if it's one of those things like, you know, there was that one fluke that they got shut out three or four games ago, but I know obviously like Keichel said, I think he said yesterday after yesterday's game is that, Hey, they didn't bring me in for, for July. They brought me in for October. So it's like, man, I know this season's going to be more fun to watch as it goes, but I would love to see a move. I don't know if bomb yeah. runners. No, the I guy, mean, but... hey, I'm good with it if it happens. I'm just, I, I would be very curious as to what we'd have to give up. Um, yeah, and it's you know, hey, we're what's <laughs> it's the All Star break and we're six games ahead of the second yeah. place team, which is Washington. Thank God. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have, you know, I thought the Phillies were biting our ankles oh, the whole like, time. If I could I wish, too. like you know, watching the uh, what's the uh, Yelich, uh, Yelich. Is that the Yelich. Christian Yelich? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Juan Carlos Stanton and the heartbreak that has been caused for Miami to, like, hand off their best players and watch them blow yep. up. Like, if I could wish that upon Philadelphia, I would 
nothing else would make me happier. Like I, I would sleep like a baby every night the rest of my life, knowing that pain was inflicted on Phillies fans. But, well, but it's not happening to that level. But I mean, Bryce. But Harper's they paid been, so much for Bryce Harper, dude. He's been. I keep seeing just the comparisons, like Bryce Harper's doing this, and you know, takes my, you know, Marquez is doing <laughs> this. Brave players beat him. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's not even like he had a down. Uh, Harper had a down year last year. And so for people that were surprised by this, uh, I'm blown away. I'm like, are you watching? Because, like, yes, he's he's a five-tool guy. He's got everything it takes, but he's a streaky player at best. I mean, obviously he's a top five player when he's on, but, like, he goes yeah, through he some have slumps, down. man. Uh, yeah. The, the Phillies way too stacked to stay down for the rest of the season. You know, I look for them to make a huge push. Uh, just like they did last year without all the talent, JT Real Muto and Harper and all those guys. Um, but yeah, Harper, man. I, is there anybody more fun to hate though? Let's be honest. No. Let's be honest. <laughs> he's, he's probably like my biggest villain like right now. Like yeah. he, he's, he's my number one villain. I don't really dislike, there's not anybody like in the NFL. Well, there's some guys in the NFL. I try to hate Andrew Luck, but you know, he's just too nice. But he's like so Bryce nice. Harper. <laughs> But Bryce Harper is a guy that I'm just like, I literally am on that yeah. borderline, you know? I want <laughs> like, him to fail at everything. Father's Day, they were – me and uh, me and Trey – or Trey was down there too. But me and my dad um, went down there to watch the Phillies Braves. And Bryce Harper got up to bat at his first to bat, and everybody booed. And I go, all right, I can go home now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I, it. I booed Bryce Harper. I'm good. <laughs> uh, I came what I paid for. I got what I yeah, wanted. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm I needed. Out. That's awesome. Um, but the Braves are looking good, man. If that bullpen can keep it together, um, they're going to be dangerous. All right, hey, let me yeah, let me squeeze surprises. in. Yeah, let me squeeze in one break. We're going to move to some Titans here, but we're going to take a quick break. Uh, fit in some type of sponsorship from uh, from our, our our platform that we're using for this podcast. But we'll we'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. But, uh, yeah, we're watching. We're keeping an eye on right now. I know the Hummer and Derby is happening as we are recording. So by the time this comes out, it will have already happened, and we will all be better Braves fans for it. But, uh, but fellas, let's yep. move into uh, some Tennessee Titans. I wanted to bring it up. I know there's obviously not a ton to talk about right now. There's no major headlines happening for the Tennessee Titans. But uh, our the guy, I guess, midday 180 has a, a fellow named Blake Bettingfield, uh, former scout for the Tennessee Titans for almost 20 years, and he's currently a writer for PaulKaharski.com. But he put up today um, just his top five quarterbacks going into 2020 NFL draft. Of course, we're talking about guys of Tua Tagovailoa, Jake Fromm. This is his one through five ranking, and he is a wild card, which I'll throw in. Um, from Tua, Jake Fromm, Justin Herbert, uh, KJ Costello, Shea Patterson, and his wild card is Jacob Eason, who is the previously famous quarterback to kind of get shushed. I guess the first of the two, Jacob Eason got kind of pushed yeah. out from uh, Jake Fromm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he got Frommed, and then Justin Fields got Frommed. But here's my thing, like, and I'll, I'll kind of spearhead this conversation just for the sake of where my head's at and then get you guys, you know, opinions with it as well. But um, – I'm starting to lean towards the idea because CBS Sports today put out, you know, the idea of what happens with these guys. You know, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff is in that conversation as well. There's quite a few dudes looking for deals or potentially that they'll walk in test free agency. But CBS Sports 
um, had the Tennessee Titans' biggest need going into 2020 uh, as their quarterback and that the fit, the perfect fit would be Jake Fromm. And some of these points, they make really solid, sound, you know, logical points, but they, they're predicting that, that Marietta will sign with a different team. He'll test free agency, which I think a lot of people could say this guy's has enough talent to do it. But one reason why I think Jake Fromm would be a solid guy to draft if we're in that spot, this is all obviously 100% hypothetical, yeah. is that Georgia – and according to these statistics on CBSSports.com, it's the Bulldogs have finished their year with 547 <laughs> rushing attempts and 357 passing attempts. Now, kind of follow me here, but Derrick Henry going into 2019 is a guy that's going to be on the cusp of potential re-signing. You know, Kevin <laughs> Byard in that same conversation. Mariota is as well. And there's quite a few dudes, but the thing is – if Mariota, for some reason, does not pan out and he has to walk and he goes to a different team, that Jake Fromm could be that guy to come in as a rookie. Derrick Henry could hypothetically take the reins this 2019 season, establish himself as a 1,500-yard runner, and then have a rookie guy come in like Fromm, make some game manager decisions until he gets comfortable in that role. But of that list of guys, again, Tua, Jake Fromm, Justin Herbert, uh, KJ Costello, Shea Patterson, and Jacob Easton. Are there any particular guys that should this thing go south with Marcus Mariota that you would want to see in the two-tone blue for the Tennessee Titans? Hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like a lot would have to go wrong for us to get any of those guys. Or I don't know what we'd have to give up to get any of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but hypothetically – do you just keep the Hawaiian thing going and say to it? <laughs> do we try it? Do we just try it again? Aloha round two. Um, I guess I, I don't know. I, I, I get what he's, what he's seizing from. I, I, I do. I understand that. And I, I think I'll kind of stick with that. Um, I, 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 he talks about the game manager label, but from when he does drop back and it's like, wait, it looks so effortless. It's because he's got all this talent. But also, Ben, he's got a good arm. He's yeah. extremely accurate, and he doesn't rush things. That's what I—that's what I've seen from him. He doesn't rush things. He's—he knows his reads, and man, that's that'd be nice to have. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I guess Jake Fromm will be mine. Kibby, uh, we'll keep with the Hawaiians. Tua, to me, I don't know, just something about his delivery, the way his ball looks. He looks on a different level. Um, in mind Herbert or from in the two-tone blue to be honest like you said uh it would be I would hope we would play better than that this year <laughs> or yeah or, or, or we'd have to trade something big to get that um yeah you know I can we at least wait till six games in to put Marcus on them on the <laughs> I mean we went out and traded for Tannehill and people immediately jumped <clears throat> on the well, Tannehill's going to start. Oh, man. You know, yeah. uh, Alex Jones, conspiracy theorist out there. And, <laughs> yeah. and so. Dude, we haven't heard from Alex, jo- Alex Jones in quite some time. Alex Jones. Ryan Tannehill. Let me tell you about him. Um, no. Uh, it's just, it's funny to me that we, we uh, you know, I, I feel like T.O., I'm like, you know, I'm, I've been just as bad-mouthing, uh, you know, as bad about bad-mouthing him as anyone else. But at the end of the day, like, that's my quarterback, man. You know, like, yeah. it's just yeah. like, it's like, 
can we let's just take a breath and watch what he does with the same coach for two years in a row. <laughs> like, yeah, right. it, it's just, um, I hope none of those players are in the two tone blue to answer your question. Uh, yeah, but I, I agree Tua would, would be my pick. I, I like, I like him being that number one guy there. Uh, Mr. Bettingfield. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's interesting. Uh, can I just take a moment to go ahead and, and pouring out for the hefty lefty Jared Lorenzen, by the way, man. That, yeah. that, oh, man, yeah. that was that was sad, dude. I, I remember watching him growing up being, you know, hey, round guys can make it. Um yeah. and and so uh to see, you know, he I know he battled with health and um you know, kind he of lost a, all that weight. So that's kind of what I was surprised about was like yeah. how much you'd heard about that weight loss journey. Right. So. Yeah. I know I I'm not it's not in my blood to usually uh, feel good about Kentucky players, but uh, Lorenzen was a likable dude, man. Um, he was. So, I, you know, back to the Titans, though, man. I saw a video of one Mr. Uh, Simmons on a treadmill and actually off the treadmill, too. Um, do you do y'all expect him to play next year? I mean, how, or I guess the, the thing would be how soon do you expect him to play is what seems to be the question. Uh, What's that? Ooh, I'll, I'll, Go ahead. Yeah, I know that's, you want. That's I know. You want it. I, I, I kind of got in some trouble on Twitter because he responded to my tweet. They posted the video of him sprinting. I think in some type of, you know, rehabilit. You know, Tracy probably know more about this than I do, but he was on a treadmill with a rehab kind of waist support that didn't, you know, kind of take some of his weight off. But he's in a full sprint, which is great. And my father-in-law, who is a, an athletic trainer for you know, Georgia high school football uh, school down there for, I, I don't know, eight or 10 years. But, and this is obviously speaking the, the you know, captain obvious here, but the ACL injury, it's all about lateral movement. Right. And for anybody who watched UFC 239, you saw the main event with John Jones and Tiago Santo. I'm pretty sure they were, they were speculating that Tiago Santo tore his ACL mid, mid, mid fight. So he was having a hard time pivoting. And my biggest thing, I'm like, and I, and I tweeted this at, at Jeffrey Simmons, so I hope he read it because obviously he responded, but it's one of those things like Titans fans have a really bad habit of seeing stuff like that and going to the nth, nth degree of the extreme of saying, well, this guy's going to be starting week one and we got to have him up the middle with Jarrell Casey you know, <laughs> day one. And frankly, yeah. it's like pump the brakes. I, yeah. I honestly am completely okay with a guy not starting Playing until at 2020. All. Yeah, 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 I'm completely fine with it. That's where I'm at. Because my thing is, is Drew Casey's going to be here for quite some time. No, four years, a year ago or two years ago. So he's going to be here a while. So that duo, we're going to see plenty of that. But my thing is, is I just want that guy. And I think Kevin Dodd got the worst of it. He had a great, what, national championship game or the playoffs whenever Clemson was in that. He had a couple good games and then you know he just kind of got thrown to the wolves but i would love to see him come back after the bye week if he does play in 2019 yeah. i think that last stretch of the season and i don't want to take everybody's answers here but that's just kind of my initial reaction of like hey it's a it's a really wide yeah you know time frame for guys to come back from an acl but yeah i'm completely fine with him sitting for 2019 that's where i'm yeah, at too yeah, he's, it's one of those, like, with modern medicine, we've all seen these guys come back a little bit faster with ACLs, where they used to be almost career-ending injuries, and if not, you definitely saw a small step. But I know quite a few people I saw, Trey, just hounding you for making the correct observation. Like, I didn't really understand, 
I know it's just being, yeah. I know it's just trolls being trolls and whatever. But right. Like I never understood. I was like, what What did he say that's wrong? I mean, yeah, yeah, he's sprinting. That's great, but it's exactly what yeah, you're saying. Dude. He's not. I mean, you don't want to a guy that just is rehabbing a torn ACL. You don't want to put him against a 300 pound lineman trying to go side to side shuffles and. Yeah, the sprint's yep. going to be great. He's yeah. going to stay in shape, and that's awesome that he can keep in some sort of shape. But, yeah, he's not going to be even doing inside side shuffles for six months, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, we got a – when, when is the bye? Week 11. Is the week bye. 11. 11. Okay. Yeah, that's – I would be cool yeah. with with after the bye. Um, but anything before that, I, I'm, like, holding <sighs> my breath every snap, you know? Because it's just like yeah. – it's, like, such a waste. To go out yeah. and and to get such a steal at nineteen like him, and then throw him out there first season because you get greedy, and then next thing you know, he's one of those guys that we're saying what could have been, you know? And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And it's just like it's not wise on anybody's part, and I don't think the front office of the Titans is is that dumb, honestly. AJ Brown, well, no, though, you. I'm ready to see him play week week one, and I, I really want to see what his presence does for Mariota as a, as a passer too. I think it'll be positive for Marcus Mariota, but I, I just, before we move on from Jeffrey Simmons, like his response to me was saying, I am nowhere near being game ready. Right. Like, I'm, I'm glad that he knows that I'm sure his, his camp as a, his agent, his family and whoever is saying, Hey man, take your time. And I would assume the Titans, like you just know the culture with John Robinson and Vrabel, like, Taylor Lewan's gone on record to say Vrabel has been a guy who is for us because when Lewan got knocked out week one last year, he's like, hey, you know, uh, Lewan said, I think whenever he was coming back from that concussion, Lewan, or, uh, Vrabel texted him and said, hey, don't even think about coming back this week. Like, just take care of yourself, take care of your body, take care of your family. Like, yeah, you know, we're good. And that's why I love Vrabel so much is because, like, he knows what these guys are going through, yeah. what the pressure brings with those, you know, he, especially Luan signing a huge contract and then obviously Simmons being the first overall pick. Like, we're talking about 10 years I mean, plus, you know, we're not looking yeah. at one year. It's like get in the, get in the game, which is it's exciting. But, yeah, like you said, Kibby, A.J. Brown, I think just even, even kind of making the full circle with Mario to talk, like, Ad, you know Adam Humphreys, Roger Saffold, yeah. like yeah, let's. He has we're not the best team Nate, around him. Obviously, what's his name? Nate out of yeah. Charlotte. Uh, Nate, yeah, Nate Davis. Davis. Yeah. yeah. So let's just see, especially with uh, Derrick Henry. I think honestly, this is Derrick Henry's second season in yeah. my eyes because you know he had that one season. Was it with uh, Demarco Murray? DeMarco. You know, yeah. it's yeah. the head guy. Twenty sixteen was a huge year for Marcus Mariota. Yeah. So let's let's see what what the new regime, so to speak, does around Mariota uh, or yeah. Mariota to just. It, I think we need to all pump the brakes, and uh, you know, Titans are getting zero respect on the national. Oh level. yeah, and, and I love it. I love it. I ho- I hope it chaps all their asses, and and they yeah. they buy into that. Um, I think you know Taylor Juan is been well quoted uh talking about uh the l- lack thereof respect given to the the titans on a national media front and um yeah we'll, we'll see man it's they they've got a hard conference uh or, or sorry division a really tough division there afc south 
Um, it's changed a lot. The AFC South, and I yeah. think the Colts even gone. They went on record this last week, just saying, "Hey, this is not your granddaddy's AFC South, where it's just Peyton Manning and company." It's like right. every yeah. team's bringing the heat this year. Well, yeah, and the but, Colts. Hey, side note, side note, real quick. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just hit twenty-eight home runs in his first yeah, uh, his first round. <laughs> Gosh, and he's That's like unbelievable. His swing looks just yeah. like his dad's. I'm watching it too. It's so fluid, um, dude. It's so fluid. But dude, what's scary about the Colts is the Colts got better. The Colts were the best yeah. team in the division last year, and then they got better this offseason. And and you know, I hate I hate the Jags so much, but Nick Foles is going to make them automatically better. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know they they made some moves. They did really well in the draft. The, the SC South, uh, outside of the Texans, did really well in the draft. Um, the Texans. Yeah, they just they just fired their GM like a week or two ago, which is so weird. Yeah, like, panic button a, if you're a Texans fan. Yeah, I, and that's another one is like until they're lined, it's it's solidified. I I don't trust that team, but they can right. still beat. They can still wind up beating us. You know, yeah. it's just the way it it's, is. If they can just get it. Yeah, they get a line in front of Deshaun Watson, and it's whew, who knows, it's man. Terrifying. I mean, who yeah. I really would not put a single dollar down on guessing the order that 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 division um, winds up. I mean, it's just one of those yeah. things. It's like everybody's got a shot in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another, and that's another one is with, with these, with these acquisitions and especially the way we drafted, I hope people were looking, especially, I mean, Titans fans is who I'm talking about people, but like this, you want to see big time improvement this year, but I think the next year is where we're like, all right, it's time to really push for, some type of championship, whether that's AFC championship game or, you know, with the right moves, Super Bowl, that's just pipe dream kind of stuff. But I, I, we need to make big, big time improvements this year. But, yeah, I just hope people aren't looking at the Simmons thing and being like, all right, we need to get this guy in right now. Because it's like, hey, this guy in a couple of weeks or a couple of years yeah. is going to be what's going to help us get through. So. Yeah, and I and I want to say um, just for the record for everybody listening to this, if you find us on Twitter, the Tennessee Titans or I guess Chat Ten Sports, we're not dumping on Marcus Mariota. We're just talking through the offseason conversation of the what ifs. Because here's here's the reality of the situation for the Titans: if Marcus does not work out this next year, and they have to rely on Tannehill for one year or however long they need to, if they don't find their their quarterback and their guy to lead this team, they're going to be I mean, they're going to be back a few years. Uh, I guess they'll be down a few years trying to rebuild to find that guy because it is a huge gamble, obviously, not just for Marcus Mariota, but just for the simple sake of just the organization as a whole because, you know, John Robinson's made some moves, obviously, and it's and it's cool to see, you know, the Predators have brought in Matt Duchesne. Mm-hmm. David Poyle's doing his thing. The Grizzlies are making some moves like we talked about too, but we're obviously hopeful we're not – Titans homers or Vols homers. We're not looking at it blindly, but we just want to have the constructive conversation of what if this thing goes south. Um, but speaking of going south, <laughs> the Tennessee Volunteers, and just to almost wrap this thing up, we'll just talk about some Vols. But ESPN's Power Football yeah. Index, um, it's kind of shocking to look at, but right now, and you know, we can post this on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook for all those who are listening with us so you can see it yourself. But um, for the majority 
you know, if not all these games, there are pretty favorable, you know, odds and projections mm-hmm. for the Vols going into 2019. Um, the three games that uh, ESPN is predicting that we'd lose outright, obviously, is against Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Um, close games here, we're looking at Mississippi State, <laughs> Missouri. Um, South Carolina's at 63% odds for us to win. Um, Kentucky's at 61, but guys looking at this, I know this kind of grabs your attention here, but wanted to get y'all's takes on this. Is it time for Tennessee Vols fans to get really excited and not just like, it feels like 98 excited, but like we're going into 19 and we're going to win nine games, make a, make a bowl and take the next step. Because obviously this last week or two, there's been some pretty, there's some pretty good guys coming in for 2021, I believe it is, or even 2020. Yeah, 2020. Um, yeah, but give me your takes on what you're seeing here and just right now, the immediate present for the Vols and what the future looks like for it as well. Um, I mean, I think intriguing to me right off the bat is that Missouri game. I think Missouri, um, they added what's-his-name at quarterback from uh, Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant. You got yeah. Jimbo out. Uh, you got Jimbo out in – and A and M at A and M now, so like the new teams, new kids on the block, Missouri and A and M are starting to really put down roots as, as programs. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see that game, Kentucky. Like you like you said, the close games, Kentucky, Miss State, Missouri are really going to be the the defining points. Uh, mm-hmm. I think of this season. I think all of that, you know, if that all levels out the way it's supposed to. Um, that's a heck of a record. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think 15 is really high for the, what is it? The F- PFI. PFI. I saw that. Right, I'm sorry. F- FPI. Yeah. I think, FPI. That, I think that's a little high, even as a Vols fan. Um, but I think it's pretty, just with the recruiting classes alone, the past two years and leading into next year, what it's looking like. Um the, the the program's heading in the right direction. Jeremy Pruitt is the guy um, for the for now until somebody pays him a lot of money to leave. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and and you know they went out and get Big Cheney back. Uh, Philip Fulmer uh, being eighty doesn't hurt um, as as far as having a focus on the football program, which is the well known bread and butter of the University of Tennessee. No one's debating that. Um, yeah. I think it's heading in the right direction, man. I, I'm excited, regardless of how if we end up 500 or over or under whatever it may be. I, I think, I think yeah. overall, I'm, I'm going to be pretty positive about this season. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like most of our teams. It's the it's the long game. Um, yeah, you want to see some. I feel like a lot of the programs that we talk about are in similar situations, outside the Braves being a little further ahead, but. Mm-hmm. Um, this falls team, and this is another one. To, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. It's these results are nice for Vols fans to get all excited about. Them. Yeah, we're going down in three. Here we come. If we, you know, if we squeak one out against Georgia, we can go up to the Sugar Bowl. You know, like yeah, that. but yeah. I don't know, man. I, it's it's. I, I like the odds, and I, I love the favoritism, and yeah, we should beat Kentucky. As we always do, we there's Missouri's kind of a is basically a coin flip, and we should always beat Vanderbilt, but that's just never the case. It feels like in the last three to four years. Yeah. So I I, I like the optimism and I and I like the the results and the confidence in us, and I think the talent is there. 
I just don't know if it's ready to be put to, to bed and together all in one season this year. I think we'll be better, yeah. but uh, once again, I think six and six, seven five is our ceiling. But that's his personal opinion. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I wanted to say, Chase, your uh, impersonation of the Sugar Bowl prediction, if we just squeeze it out against her, that's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Thank you. I know, I know my Vols fans. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure we've all heard it hundreds of times of how good we're going to be. Yeah, just wait till, I mean, my thing wait is – Wait till we beat Georgia State the, and people go, oh, natties. They were coming for the natties. natties. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're just drinking natties. I think the You're wild card – Yeah. The wild card for me is obviously the youth of the team – I think if if these predictions mean anything, I think they're obviously banking on the improvements to the offensive line, defensive line. I cannot wait to see guys like Darnell Wright, you know, Juan A. Morris coming out, obviously uh, the Michigan transfer, Aubrey Solomon as well. Yeah. It's going to be fun, and, and maybe that's just the summertime. We're, we're walking through the Sahara Desert of no sports except for baseball now that, you know, U.S. women's team, NBA free agency is all over, so – I might be a little bit desperate for the the, 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 the thirst-quenching flavor of, of college football and NFL coming, but we're getting close. But, um, but, yeah, just to wrap this thing up, for everybody listening, thanks so much for checking us out. Um, guys, where can, these, where can these listeners find you guys on Twitter and, and uh, give us give us your handles? Um, I am at mcgreen423 on Twitter and chaser30 on the Instagram. Um, I am at, and this is creative, Kurt McKibben <laughs> on, on Twitter. Uh, I don't have anything else other than Reddit and you're not supposed to t- ever tell anyone your Reddit name. So, um, unspoken rule can, of Reddit. You don't yes. tell people about your Reddit handle. You can snail mail me, uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'll probably write you a pen pal letter back. We can, it'll be fun guys. We can Kibby's Kibby's getting, he's getting to this electronic mail stuff for the first time. So that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> guys are trying. I'm trying over here. <laughs> yeah. But thanks to everybody listening for us. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe, give us a positive rating, find us everywhere on social media at chat 10 sports. Um, fellas, just to send us out for now that the boys are back, let's just cap this thing off. Go Vols, Titans, Braves. I think Acuna's about to come up now for the home run derby. But uh, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace. See you guys.